What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 182 in year four. And before we jump into all the Batman-related news, I got to tell you, ladies and gents, that our podcast might be a little different over the next week or so because uh, I just found out yesterday that the program we use, which was called Anchor.fm, has changed to Spotify for podcasters. So they've always been owned by Spotify, but yeah. they went under Anchor. I think they want to get the branding just all together, make it a little bit more seamless. From from what I remember, Anchor, the, the name Anchor, didn't mm-hmm. resonate with anybody. It wasn't like, oh, like everybody asked, oh, what's that? Yeah. And with them being owned by such a prominent company as Spotify, I think it's smarter to just throw the Spotify name on there so people will immediately register what it is. Yeah, I think it's so much better, too, because the one thing that was really cool about Anchor was if you host your podcast there or whatever, you automatically got put on Spotify, which is the biggest music platform. I can't say that for sure. I don't know. But definitely one of, one the, of the top. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up is you might that the podcast might be a little different. All right. They're giving us the option. I don't know how this works. I don't know if I got to do this before the podcast. The way it looks is similar to YouTube where you can start inserting ads now. Look, I'm not going to go ahead and say we're going to throw a fucking hundred million ads at you. But I want to test out over the next week an ad or two or over the next month or so. We're going to test it out. See how it is. I want to hear your guys feedbacks. But, you know, we've been doing this podcast going on four years now. We've made 50 bucks total. And we spent it on a thing that was supposed to make the YouTube channel better, and it failed. So that's Ouch. all we've made. Yeah. And um, and so we want to see how this new revenue split works. And what it'll do is we'll place it in between segments. Clay does the timestamps. So I can easily go in there and put like, oh, we're going to put an ad right here. Bam. And it'll be between segments. So yeah. that's how I'm going to try it. I don't know how it works, though. Because I literally saw it yesterday for the first time, and I was like, well, I could test it out. And I put an ad on the last episode, but I don't know if that's going to work because I got a message saying it might not show up on Spotify. And I'm like, well, what? this is your platform. Like, that makes no <laughs> sense. Uh, so I don't know. So there's going to be some testing. So let us know if you hear an ad in between the podcast at any point or even before or after. I mean, if you if you don't pay for Spotify, I guess you hear ads all the time. But I don't know if you, yeah, I guess it might not be any different for you then. But uh, it's something we're going to definitely test out because, you know, at the moment, we don't have the time to run a Patreon. I think Patreon would be a better option. That way we cannot do any ads and just go through off Patreon supporters. But for the most part, I just think we just don't have the time at the moment. I'm running a new channel. Clay's got a kid and a job. It's hard to do a lot of extra content right now. But we're still yeah. working on stuff um, yes. for the YouTube channel for sure. So, yeah, um, just want to let that out there at the start of this podcast, uh, just so you're not freaking out thinking like, what the hell did my pay- did my subscription go away? I'm paying for this uh, because I've done that because I know that there's podcasts that have in purchase. Inbe- yeah, yeah, embedded ads yeah. Uh, set into them. The Harley yeah, we- Quinn show had an embedded ad. I was like, what the fuck? I pay for Spotify. Why am I getting an ad? <laughs> but it's something that they it was sponsored by, which makes sense. I watch ads on YouTube all the time to support the creators. So I have no problem with those um but just the generic ads over and over hulu has the worst are they still showing that one target beyonce ad because oh Uh, my god no i get nissan commercials like oh yeah freaking crazy nissan honda like and then of course like near the holidays that's when you get like the targets the yeah the the random home depot like just like random stuff yeah it's it's so crazy but anyways 
make going back to this being a Batman podcast. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about today is the Penguin starts filming. Has it's it's he's been seen, so I'm assuming it's already filming, right? Because they, yes, they have there photos is of him. there is already a designated Twitter account for like the new costumes that he oh, gets gosh. every single day. Um, people are already like taking photos like from far away and then like zooming in and like yeah, getting, like some of some people have gotten some really nice like HD photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw one today that I will be completely honest with you. I don't like the look of it, but he kind of has like uh I mean it's it's a show surrounding the penguin, so yeah. he's gonna be the highlight, of course. But like he has like several different suits throughout the show, apparently. Mm-hmm. And one that I saw this morning was like an homage to the Sopranos. So he has like some darker, like denim-esque jeans, like kind of not not blue jeans but they're darker he's wearing a belt black shirt and a leather jacket it huh. looks weird for the penguin weird yeah okay i never thought i would see the penguin in jeans but it, it is so weird because like of course you know colin farrell is like a fit individual so like yeah. just the way he poses i guess he kind of felt like out of character and he posed and it just looked weird with the with yeah. the leather jacket. Now I will say he has been uh prominent in like a purple-ish suit um that I've seen more often. I really mm. dig that one. Uh there was actually a set video of somebody like saying, Hey penguin, you're looking good. And like he, Colin Farrell like stayed in character or whatever while he was running into his trailer. Um, nice. You know, just kind of fun stuff like that. Yeah, I'm looking um, at him right now. Yeah, the leather one does look kind of weird. Yeah, it, it it looks weird. He was seen also driving like a purple Lamborghini uh, for the show as well. So things are looking on the up and up for that show. Did he have the scar across his face in the movie? I was going to bring it up. So I... Of course, every single time that I ask for questions on the Discord, I uh-huh. put out a uh, a GIF to go along with our topics. Yeah. And I only see the prominent scar that is, like, around his nose going on his cheek. Yeah. This, of course, is to hide the prosthetics of how it's keeping him, like, looking plump. Because, mm-hmm. of course, Colin Farrell is not that thick in the cheeks. Yeah. In the photos that I'm seeing for this show, though, he looks like he's gotten a lot more scarring. Yeah. I don't know if I like it, especially if it's supposed to be the continuity of the Batman. Like, I don't remember him getting fucked up by Batman or anything to mm-hmm. where, like, he's gotten new scars. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Yeah, that was the one thing I told you about. Like, I hope it's not a Kylo Ren type thing. We got this crazy scar and they just moved it over. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, how, do, how does that work? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of uh, kind of weird. But, I mean, he still looks like the Penguin, so it's not that big of a deal. Uh, but, yeah, so started filming. Uh, I know they also got a new casting, right, for not Falcone. Obviously, he was in the movie, but uh, Maroney. No, Maroney. Yeah. So uh, they have found their Maroney in the... I would say one of the most classic DC voices ever mm-hmm. being Clancy Brown, Mr. Lex Luthor himself. Yeah. In the Superman, the animated series and the DC uh, AU with justice league and justice league unlimited. 
Uh, he is now Maroni in this Reeves universe. I think that is a really good get. I, I think that with I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, Clancy Brown's acting via live action mm-hmm. because I've always seen him as a voice actor. Yeah. I yeah. mean, famously, um, he's Mr. Krabs. <laughs> is he Mr. Krabs? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I know his face though. So he's definitely been in stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, um, and actually, let me look up his IMDb yeah, real quick. Because when I saw him, I was like, oh, that's a good get. Because I was like, yeah, he looks like a mob boss. Like, that's one of the first things I thought. So, so but- Clancy Brown has been in, of course, Shang- uh, 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 Shashank Redemption, mm-hmm. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, no. Nope. Uh, of course, one of your favorite movies ever starship troopers oh uh, that's where he's from dude i yeah. love that movie yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 okay i was wondering i was like man i know i've seen his face so um, yeah that movie came out i, when believe I was like in the fourth grade he was in the newer season of dexter like the like the the comeback yeah okay i didn't he, see the comeback yet he was he was in there and he also uh let me see if there's like a big one. I probably remember him from Star Trek. Oh, uh, also prominent in video gaming. Uh, Detroit Become Human. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was yeah, the that game was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that dude's badass. I'm glad he's gotten a big role in a big series. So yeah, congrats to uh, Clancy Brown because he is a badass when it comes to voice acting, and I hopefully gets a uh, gets a good role in this movie. Sorry, I mean, this show, I should say, not a movie. Yeah. But, I mean, he might be in the movie. You don't know. We don't know what's going to be happening in these series and going into the next movie. Speaking of that, uh, speaking of the Batman movie, uh, rumors are, or, I mean, James Gunn has kind of confirmed this, that that movie is going to come out as soon as possible. So, yeah. uh, rumor are rumors that I've seen on Twitter are end of 2023. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say November. So, still end of 2023. But that's more than likely when they're going to start filming. So, are we going to get a snowy Batman? I don't know if it snows in, um, where were they filming? Glasgow and stuff like that. Um, You know, so, are we, I'm pretty sure that's what they're shooting for. They want to maybe do some snowy types things. Because it didn't really snow in that movie, I don't think. I think it was just rain. No, like, it was just rain. And that's what I was going to say as far as the Glasgow area. Mm -hmm. uh, From what I have seen and or heard, it's almost like, the seattle of overseas yeah. like it just it just rains a lot yeah. um which is very gotham mm-hmm. <laughs> let's be completely honest like gotham has always been portrayed as like a wet city um so i think that snow would be a nice aesthetic uh of course people are always going to throw uh reeves's other movies out there he's like oh you know planet of the apes was great when it was like like this post-apocalyptic like snowy like Mm -hmm. terrain and stuff like i think you could see most of that stuff because he has directed that kind of terrain before uh and i don't think we've ever seen in live action uh, a lot of snowy batman um i know in nolan's there was like maybe one or two scenes in i think rise well i mean yeah there was but they also if i'm not mistaken they do fight when he's training in snow 
Yeah, that, like like in in Batman Begins, yes. Yeah, but like as Batman, you didn't yeah, really no, get to not. see him um, in snowy terrain. Um, don't they have snow suits in uh, the Mister Freeze one? Don't they like the boobs like oh. heat up and shit? Isn't it all that? Isn't so that so it's it's so it's the classic Batman Clooney suit. Mm -hmm. so there's two there's one that never made it on screen but they use it as promotion all the time and i love them it's the gray and silver suits yeah uh, yeah, yeah yeah those, those never made ones. it on screen i'm pretty sure i haven't seen those in so long yeah I don't know. you sure they didn't i'm pretty sure they didn't i'd have to go I, back I, and watch them i would have to double check but the from what i remember what they did have was like their normal black suit and then of course robin had the green and red and like some parts of their suit like glowed and like it was supposed to be like a heating i feel like the black and silver ones did do it because they get them at the end of the movie to fight freeze i'm, pretty I'm gonna sure. have to watch that movie again, yeah man. <laughs> I, I i'm pretty sure that's what happens because why would they use promotional stuff that they never used you know yeah um but yeah i do think that's what happens but if that's the case if they are filming in winter time granted that's the other side of the world so that might not even be their winter we don't know where it's just winter time for us True. um if it is winter let's just say does that mean that it's going to be mr freeze so I I'm not gonna say that it guarantees Mr. Freeze because mm -hmm. I still think that like anybody can use weather to their advantage. Yeah, I mean, uh, wasn't who who was the villain that like used like a storm machine uh, in a DC show? I feel like it was a DC weather show. Weather wizard. No, not Weather Wizard. Like, it was like an actual, like, giant machine. You know what it was? It wasn't a weather machine. It was an arrow. It was basically an earthquake machine. Mm. And they're, and I'm thinking of of something like, like that, but, like, kind of like Weather Wizard. And yeah. you can just, like, manipulate uh, weather and just be yeah. like, oh, you know, we're going we're gonna to cause this. Oh, it was the Batman but it was the 2004 uh, animated show, The Batman, mm. where uh, Mr. Freeze used a kind of magnifier to freeze the entire city. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. So, so maybe, but I'm, I'm still very hesitant with the idea of going any type of fantastical with this universe. Yeah, well, we'll see if James Gunn... Uh, well, I mean, it doesn't matter now, though, because it's an Elseworld, so... It, it does, but I do agree but you, that. But you still, you, yeah. I don't think that you can keep the same audience by going grounded, like we, mm -hmm. the word we hate, grounded, and then going a complete one eighty with the very next movie. I think the people that like a majority of the people, not all of them, that like the Batman, don't care. I think they just want a good Batman movie, and they're gonna like Robert Pattinson's Batman no matter what. Um, but unless you go like the only way I could see you dropping that whole audience is if you go uh full fast and furious, yeah, like full <laughs> crazy, basically doing what happened in the freeze movie. Is it forever or is it return? I refer no, uh it's, it's yeah, no no no. So Batman and Robin. It's Batman and Robin. 
because uh-huh. Batman Forever was with Two Face and and Riddler, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they introduced Robin in. Now. Yeah, yeah. So Batman and Robin, um, if you go that far, like that campy, I think that's how you lose people. Yeah. So I, I that, that's what I would say. But um, no, I think I think that audience will be like, oh my god, well, I just. I just hope it's not something stupid like he built snowmen or something like that. And that's Mr. Freeze. Like that's his kill sign or something dumb. Because <laughs> I want, I'm pretty sure I would be so shocked if Matt Reeves doesn't know about Dexter and doesn't know about the most popular person being somebody that like, you know, hid bodies in freezers and stuff like that and yeah. you know, did all that. So because uh, I, I, I still think that you also have to keep the detective aspect of yeah of the batman mm-hmm. because he leaned so into or he tried to lean so into it in in his first movie yeah. you can't just be like ah we're gonna give that up and just be batman you know yeah yeah so it'll be interesting to see what happens but um for the most part i don't uh i don't know we'll see but filming at the end of the year so expect that around christmas time we'll be talking about the batman because i'm pretty sure they'll release photos but uh going on to the next thing speaking about releasing photos uh, the Joker has been getting some leaks. Uh, there have been some really HD photos that are coming out and also uh, videos of multiple Jokers running around. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying, uh, oh, man, what was one that I was just like, that's not what this is. Oh, uh, there's already people saying, oh, three Jokers in live yeah. action. And I'm like, that's not what it is. You need to remember the the ending of the first movie is so important to what is possibly happening in this movie. Yeah. Because we saw in a very sick world of Gotham in Joker, like people were like almost influenced by Joker at the end of that movie. Yeah. He had like a big cult following already. Like by the end of the movie, all these people were praising him and cheering him on and doing, you know, being chaotic. I think that with him being in the asylum at the end of the movie and him being in the streets now, I think he escapes and he sees that like he still has that following and people are going to, I think people are pretending to be him out of like praise, like out of praise. Yeah. People really, really like him. Or if it's a musical type thing, it could be like a musical number of him trying to get away from his popularity or something like that. So, and he's trying to run away from himself or what he became. Could be uh, true. Like that. So true. if the rumors of the musical stuff are real. Um, yeah. So we'll see, because for all we know, we don't know that's confirmed, but um, we just know Lady Gaga's in there. That's why everybody assumes it's going to be a musical, but I don't know. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Confirmed. Was it confirmed that it's going to be a musical? I'm pretty sure it was. Like from a the director, you know. Well, I mean, I guess I guess you're right. There hasn't been yeah. like Todd Phillips himself has not been like, hey, by the way, this is a musical. Yeah, like when we I think it's seeing, only been like sources said. When we start seeing footage of dancing and stuff, then I'll be like, okay, it's a musical. But we haven't seen photos of that. We've just seen the Joker's running around. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I also don't know what those French words mean um whatever it's called fellow ducks or you know basically isn't that two ducks is usually two isn't it yeah Um, i I can't remember what because uh people have said or people have asked like oh what does this mean Uh, and actually i will 
just highlight it, copy paste, yeah. and then Google it. Google Translate isn't always the best. I will say that. True. So. It says, uh, Follet et duex is delusion or mental illness shared by two people in close association. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Calm down. Calm down. That's just too long of a title, so they had to go French. <laughs> They're like, let's just get something that means that. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, so there are photos out there of the Joker, too, if you want to see those. If you don't, I would say don't go looking for them because there are plenty that are coming out there because they're filming outside of New York. So uh, it's all over the place. Yeah. So, do you right. well, Real quick, real quick. Mm -hmm. Do you think we have uh, the stairs in the movie again? For a musical number, I could see that. Yeah. You know, I think because I was going to say because he had his very classic dance scene yeah on those stairs i think that they were very iconic like i remember like people started getting pissed that people would go visit those stairs so much yeah uh in new york so yeah i i, I could see it but hey what that's what happens with something i mean people do it in rock still do it to this day for rocky right yeah it's like come on <laughs> get over it like jesus <laughs> you didn't train as hard as rocky come on um but you know it's an iconic photo people still do it and they'll probably always do that till the end of time for those stairs until somebody destroys them or something like until those buildings fall or whatever but they'll keep going uh anyways moving on from uh the else worlds of the dcu let's go to the dcu because somebody asked james gunn this past week how much of chapter one has been revealed and if i'm not mistaken we have 10 movies right or 10 movies and shows L let me go back because i did want to double check that yeah um let me go back to one of the articles to double to yeah because it was creature commandos it was uh brave and the bold it was superman it was Supergirl. um it was also waller uh green lantern Corps. um oh my god uh that's six All right. already so let's see here we have uh, of course, the chapter one is called Of Gods and Monsters. Yeah. We have Superman Legacy. We have Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. We have The Brave and the Bold. Swamp Thing. Yeah. Creature Commandos. We have uh, Paradise Lost. Uh, and we have... Waller. Waller. Green Lantern. And Green Lanterns. Is, is there is that, one that we're missing? That's eight so far. The Authority. Oh, The Authority is nine. And, and Booster Gold. Booster Gold, that's right. That was yeah. the that was the tenth one. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. ten in total. Ten total. And when somebody asked him how much has been revealed, James Gunn responded, less than half. Now, I said there's going to be 25 in the Discord. And Clay was a little bit shocked. He was like, 25? And I was like, you think it's, it's like, going to be more? <laughs> like, 25, like, sounded so big. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, honestly, if you if you look at it in the sense of the MCU, yeah, you look at the MCU, we didn't get to 25 until maybe freaking the beginning of uh, the third or fourth or mm -hmm. I think the ending of the third was uh third phase was around 20 ish. Uh, yeah. Uh, projects. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. But the MCU also didn't have animations or TV shows at the time. Well, ones that they want to admit that were part of the universe. 
True. Um, still don't let them <clears throat> live that down. Um, but yeah, I I would say like if you're doing animations and live action shows, that makes sense because you're only gonna have what out of so Brave and the Bold's a movie, Superman's a movie, Supergirl's a movie, and that's it, right? Out of those three, are the only three movies? Oh, Swamp Thing's a movie. Uh, Brave and the Bold is also a movie. I said that. Oh, you did? Okay. okay. So the other ones are all shows, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So less than half automatically means that there's more than 20. So I'm going to say, unless James Gunn is being cheeky, like he did releasing the the thing on 31, like, you know, on January 31st, uh, there could be 21 movies or 21 projects, right? He's saying that way it's automatically still less than half technically. Um, but I'm going to say 25, nice little round number. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's pretty crazy. I think there's going to be a lot more like animations and stuff is what they're going to be doing. Um, because there's no telling if they are trying to build out this universe, right? You could have the brave and the bold, uh, doing their thing. And then you can have a Batman animated movie that follows that, right? Like what led up to that? Maybe. And like, you can do flashback stuff or you can do future stuff or whatever. So I think that's going to be kind of stuff that goes around. Because um, it's also possible that Gunn, maybe, maybe like we have the authority. The authority is a movie, right? Maybe that's a movie too. I believe the authority is yeah. also a movie. Yes. So there's five movies and five shows, technically, because it'll be animation yes. shows and, and live action. So I think that um, you could move the authority to have a movie and then maybe they branch out to a show, right? That could be two of the things. Or maybe... Yeah. There's already trilogies planned in this first phase, you know, or this first chapter. That would be wild. Yeah. If, if, because again, as much as people hate to hear it, uh, I think that Marvel was unfortunately the first successful one. So you have them as reference, not necessarily because a lot of people like to be like, oh, they're the gold standard, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say they successfully made a universe and people have been trying to successfully make a universe after that. Yeah. Um, But you look at all of, let's say, Iron Man. Iron Man's trilogy, uh, they actually had, I'm, I'm looking at it now, uh, Iron Man 1 and 2 mm-hmm. were in uh, phase 1. Yeah. And then phase three was Iron Man three. That's the trilogy. But uh, Captain America uh, had his trilogy in three phases with uh, First Avenger, Winter Soldier, and Civil War. Yeah. So, like, that's how I always think of these trilogies in a massive universe is, like, you can't finish a trilogy in one phase. Not saying there's no written law or anything saying that you can't. But I'm like, you want to make that story as long as you can, so that way you can see, hopefully, that character in other movies and, and part of the universe. Because it almost feels like the longer you wait, like the shorter amount of time you have with that actor. You know? Yeah. Like you, you. So I guess it would make sense. Be like, hey, you want your trilogy? You want to be in the universe? And so we're going to give you this trilogy in this one phase or this one chapter. And then you can just pop up as cameos whenever. 
yeah for the remainder of this universe yeah which that's something we didn't talk about either is uh the reviews for shazam are starting to come out and one of them was i forgot the exact quote that you mentioned but they mentioned staying for the after credit scenes yeah there was two after credit scenes and they are very telling for the shazam character's future yeah and like there's been a lot of jokes being like haha yeah future whatever yeah. um because of course the dc universe but we have seen james gunn kind of say that this is going to be a soft-ish reboot yeah so uh yeah it'll be very interesting to see uh we'll be see- we'll be seeing that next week uh, actually a week from now to be honest yep. so uh which might as well announce that too we'll, we'll be what time is it where are we watching that we are going to be watching it Eastern Standard Time. Let me actually, uh, I believe it's going to be at 3 p.m. Yeah. Um, Central Standard Time. Um, yeah, but, Central Standard Time. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I was like, like yeah, when did we move? Uh, but no, like, so yeah, so we should be able to record the podcast before that. Um, yeah. But anyways, so yeah, you won't be able to, or should we record it after to co- include it in the podcast? I, I think uh, people might want to hear our thoughts. So yeah, but uh, it also comes out that day, though. Do we want to spoil it for them? Well, it comes out that day. Mm-hmm. People are usually listening. Like we don't post this until the very next day, which is no, Friday. We post it on Thursdays. We post, post it on days. Thursday. Yeah. Okay, so we post the audio version on Thursday. We yeah. post the video version usually Thursday Late night or Thursday. Friday. Yeah, yeah. I think the people that usually watch these movies watch it within the first three or four days which is the weekend um which is a majority of when we get our listens anyway Mm -hmm. so i think it's fair that we usually whenever we do a review at the same time as we podcast we usually Mm -hmm. put it at the very end of the episode anyway true true so they can listen to a majority of the podcast go see the movie and then listen to the yeah yeah so we might do that we'll decide we got a week to decide but we'll be watching that uh next week but uh, yeah, so possible twenty five things. That's what. That's just the round number I'm gonna go with. That's insane because I just counted. I'm looking at Disney Plus now. They didn't hit twenty five until Phase Four. That was just in the last two years. Was that post Endgame? Right. That, yeah. Yeah. Post Endgame. Yeah, that's insane. Um, I mean, very ambitious. I mean, I think we're gonna be getting a lot of just random ass characters. He wants Batmite so bad, like. I no. I genuinely think that we're going to be getting, uh, of course, because he teased again. Like you need to remember the characters that he teased before his announcement. Yeah, Batmite, Mister Terrific, Jonah Hex. Like Lobo. I think he is wanting to get some of the lesser known characters because famously, James Gunn made some of the lowest tier characters at Marvel some of the most popular characters at Marvel. That being the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I think he wants to do it again. And I think it's a smarter idea. Yes, we all want the Batman. We all want Superman. We all want Wonder Woman. But if you can... We've always said... We've always said... You have a very large list of superheroes. Mm -hmm. Use them. Don't just use the Batman. Don't just use Superman. Yeah. You You want to get these new faces out there to the public... Because then you can sell a lot more. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, look at what it did for comics. I mean, they just announced that Supergirl and The Authority are back in print. So yep. uh still want a hardcover. I keep asking Tom King, but he has no answer for that. So I'm assuming he has no answer. 
yeah. but yeah, I really don't want to buy any more loose leaves. I need to rebuy. I need to rebuy Omega Man because apparently Omega Man's in hardcover now too. So I got to go look at that. But yeah, uh, so pretty crazy stuff. If we are going to get, you know, I'm just guessing. Again, I think James Gunn could be like, oh yeah, just being really cheeky and being like, oh, it's actually just 21 for the first. But I think 25 is like, I feel like there is this weird thing. A lot of people just like to have round numbers. 25, you know, it's one fourth of 100. So I think yeah. people just like, you know, it's a quarter. So I don't know. But let us know what you think, if how many movies there's going to be. But uh, pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, if they, if that's, there's no way that's in his first four years. Like, that's just insane. So he's automatically got to think that he's getting, like you said last week, multiple contracts if this goes well, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Speaking of not going well, um, there's this guy some of y'all might know from the Arrowverse named Mark Guggenheim. I used to call it the Guggenverse because I think that sounds better. Because uh, everybody always said it was Berlanti. Berlanti was always the main guy. But like Guggenheim, I felt like got overshadowed a lot. But he was a part of that whole universe as well. Yeah. But came out in an article recently talking about how he kind of got what shafted. He didn't even get a call from yeah. DC about so the new DCU. I shared the article in the uh, Discord, and I'm actually going to bring that up now because there's some quotes in here that I just don't believe look great optics-wise mm -hmm. for him as an individual who is like trying to say, hey, I did a good job. Why doesn't anybody want me? Yeah. Yeah. Um... I will say there was one thing in there that you that the article mentioned about him using his own money for yes. one of the specials. And I was like, you're dumb. I, you just just life lessons to anybody. You don't use your own income to help a business like just unless it's your own business then you're taking the own sacrifice to keep it afloat. You do not use your own money for a multi million dollar business. So that guy just made a really dumb thing. Now, I understand he was probably passionate about it and wanted it to be the best it could be, but still, like there was no way you were going to get that back. So let let me read that quote specifically. He mm -hmm. says, "The project, a live action adaptation of a, a seminal comic book series that made a significant impression on my psyche, was more than a labor of love. It was a labor in every respect of a project where I spent every ounce of capital." I'd amassed in developing DC comics related shows for Warner Bros. Over an eight year period, I called in every favor. I used every chit. I burned every bridge. I even spent $10,000 of my own money. Yeah. That is the most idiotic thing to do. Yeah. Not only the money, but the fact that he's like, oh, I wanted to make this the greatest thing possible, so I burned every bridge that I could. Yeah. So why would anybody want to work with you? What? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's idiotic, man. Like, I understand being passionate, but passion has led to a lot of stupid shit in life. People oh, kill sure. people out of passion. Like, you know what I mean? And so, of of course, all of this is to say, like he said here, Suffice to say, I am not among that group. In 
regards to the DCU's new writers' room. Of course, mm-hmm. there was a long list. Uh, Tom King being a part of that list. Yeah. Um, one of the writers for Watchmen, the TV series, a part of that list as well. Uh, he says, I'm not particularly surprised. In fact, I assumed that they would assemble some kind of brain trust to help facilitate what I assumed, hoped, would be a, v- a vision as ambitious as the DC Universe uh, deserves. But I'll be honest. I would have liked to have gotten at least a meeting. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand the leaps and bounds that the Arrowverse, DCCW, whatever you want to call it, made. Yeah. I think that at one point, DC was able to say, we have superheroes on television. Mm-hmm. Like, we know how to do that. And... It was great. I think that a lot of the choices that they did for Arrow were great. I think a lot of the choices that they did for Flash were great. Of course, we've we've seen a very heavy decline yeah. on that through the last five years, I think. Um, but that within itself does not earn you a spot in whatever writer's room that you just assume you can be a part of. Yeah. Uh, we're also forgetting the things that have been canceled under him, like Black Lightning didn't last. Yeah. Supergirl, they said it, the show was ending, and that mm-hmm. could have been Melissa Benoist's choice. I don't know, um, but that ended pretty quickly. I mean, Stephen Amell, I think, was the reason why Arrow wanted to be done with. But like that, a lot of those shows were not great at times, and I think like I've been a very proponent of how bad those shows were, and. I mean, if the guy that was he the one that gave us the consent line, is he the one that gave us we are the flash? Because if he is, I don't want him anywhere near the DCU. Now, what I have seen a lot was like for 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 this, like, oh, like, oh, I'm not surprised that I'm not a part of it, but like I I, I kind of assumed and like yeah. I thought I was getting like he is very I don't know the right words for it. That like it's okay. he, entitled is a good word. Yes. So this next quote is what boggles my mind even more. Because mm-hmm. again, after this article hit, he's shared this willingly, right? All yeah. this information willingly for this article. He even shared it on his own website. But this next quote, he says, not a job, mind you, a meeting, a conversation, a small recognition of what I tried to contribute to a grand tapestry that is the DC universe. Mm-hmm. I'd only spent nine years toiling in the vineyard after all, not including my many years of co-writing Green Lantern, uh, uh, the streaming service series, the comic book title of The Flash, Batman Confidential, uh, Adventures of Superman, Justice Society Man. He's starting to throw out his whole resume. Yeah, He's like, and they still didn't give a meeting like a me- he was wanting a job. Yeah, that's what he's wanting. Yeah, he's saying that he doesn't want a job, but that's what he's wanting. Yeah. I mean, look, I understand it. I've been there uh, speaking as somebody who's been in like competitions and stuff and have come up second. Like, I know the feeling of not getting to the top, you know, and I think when you work in TV for so long the only natural progression is to go to film, right? Like that is the tippy top. There's not anything bigger than that. Um, Some people would say video games are beneath TV. Uh, I maybe would say they're pretty on the same level. They're just far apart. Um, But 
I don't know, man. Like, I can understand his feeling of thinking that, but maybe he's been in Hollywood too long. Uh, you know, he, he's entitled to it, but I don't, I just saw so, one quote, great. one quote that I skipped over the first time I read this article and I just read it now, mm-hmm. right after that whole thing of like him, like laying out his entire resume, he says, uh, Guggenheim summed up his frustration by writing, simply put the Arrowverse has not led to any other gigs. So it feels at least on a career level that I really wasted my time. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's oh. know what this put out. Uh, <laughs> I would agree. I would agree because, yeah, I mean, you were on a network that was losing money the whole time. They yeah. were never profitable. Uh, you did some cool shit. I, I'm not going to take that away from you, but at the most part, like, there was a lot of as much, dude. Like. I Clay knows this. We've talked a lot outside of of this uh, podcast. I'm pretty progressive, dude. I'm pretty cool with like you know inclusion and like everybody being who they want to be and all that jazz. But the CW took it to another level, and it got to the point where it was pandering. And I think when you pander to anybody, doesn't matter what the group is, whether it's good or bad, progressive or not, it's cringe and annoying. And the CW became that. They knew their target audience. Uh, it was a particular audience. And they were like, let's just pander to that audience instead of just making a really good show. And I think it's because they've had other successful shows before that pander to that same audience. So they wanted to do that in superheroes. But superheroes yeah. is so broad. The audience is so... It's not like watching Jane the Virgin, you know? Like, that audience is very different than Supergirl. Like, then maybe not maybe not that, but, like, superheroes is what I meant to say. So, yeah. like, you got bro dudes that love superhero shows and, that are probably never going to watch Jane the Virgin, right? Like, you don't pander to the same audiences. Now, granted, I've heard Jane the Virgin is a fantastic fucking show. I've never watched it. I actually like some of the actors that are in that show. But, um, yeah, I'm just saying, like, just because one thing works on your network doesn't mean you should apply it to everything. And I think some of those first few seasons of the superhero shows were awesome. I thought they were dope. I used to cover them. Then we got Arrow season three or four when he had to do the supernatural shit. That was horrible. Yeah. Um, And then Flash, after the first two seasons, I just stopped caring. Savitar was horrible in my opinion. Yeah. Um, that's when I started ranting and that my career on, on reviews was already going down at that point. But like, yeah, I just don't understand it. Um, they, they should have just focused on making really good shows. One thing we've talked about a million times on this podcast was there was too many fucking episodes. They should yeah. have, they should have went like, you know what? We're going to do 13 episodes on a 24 episode budget. That could have been so much better. The writing could have been so much cleaner because a lot of those shows were who's the flavor of the week villain. That's what they were. They were just like pick a random villain. They're going to be the person causing trouble this week. And that's it. And it got repetitive because they solved every mystery each episode. And it was just really shitty. Like when you look back, a lot of those episodes, I tell people, if you're brave enough, go back and watch Gotham after a few years and maybe take some writing classes, take some, you know, TV show classes, whatever, uh, read some books on it and you'll see that Gotham isn't a good show like it's just not well written and and the thing was uh also the the idea of oh do 13 episodes on a 24 episode budget i think the budget would go down if you say hey 
13 episodes probably they they would get uh take some of that money away but the problem i think the ultimate problem was is okay it's on cw we have limited funds everything else but then you take something like watchmen and put it on hbo max yeah and look with or, or hbo not even hbo max it was the hbo show that just happened to drop on hbo max as well yeah look how that show ended up yeah like that was Granted, that had massive. so much more money though that's what I, but that's what i'm saying thing. though i think you if you put a show on hbo it immediately gets a bump in budget like yeah. i genuinely think so yeah and with something like the dcu like this is going to be a connective universe they're going to be they're going to be an investment mm-hmm. so anything and everything you see as a tv show i'm not i'm genuinely not expecting anything over 10 episodes yeah i think that's fair or whatever peacemaker was what was peacemaker eight ten i believe it was eight yeah let me double check though eight to eight to twelve i think is going to be the sweet spot for a lot of those um but here's the thing cw has no excuse because cw dropped an amazing comic book show that a lot of people don't talk about called i zombie i zombie was fucking fantastic i zombie i used to do reviews for and the fucking cast started watching them and retweeting them, which was fucking epic at one point. Um, there's no, I mean, there is some evidence of this. I have a photo of meeting them, but, and like the guy got, the guy would talk to me on Twitter and stuff, which was really cool. Then I deleted my Twitter, so I don't have that contact anymore. But um, yeah, the, like it was fucking aw- such a great fucking show. And they ended the show before. It like that show was almost going to get canceled. And they're like, we just need one season to finish the story. They gave them the season. It finished. And it's fucking fantastic. If you've never I seen never, I zombie, I'd never finished it. I need to watch the last season. It. It, it's fucking great, man. Cause that show was dramatic, funny and every, but like that show would get dramatic at times. And the acting was so good in it too. Has former power ranger in it too. Who? Uh, the main actress. She's a power ranger. Yeah. She oh, was wow. on. She was on the season Rose called. Uh, uh, yeah, she was uh, on the season called Power Rangers RPM. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she was a Yellow Ranger. Really, really cool. Uh, when I saw her being iZombie, I was like, "Oh, this is even better!" Like, yeah, it's, it's the, great. iZombie was fantastic because it had the gimmick of the the basis of the whole comic book is whoever's brains you eat as a zombie, you get their personality. Yeah. So like she had to be like a stripper at times. She had to be a detective at times. She had to be like it was just so wild and wacky, and uh, the the cast was just so fucking good. I would love to see that cast again together. And then every time somebody found out that she was a zombie, like it was dramatic. Like her friends, like, it was so good, so fucking good. And then it got like even had real world issues in it, like because it was dealing with zombies versus like humans, you know. So that got into like fucking racial tensions and shit. Uh, yeah. It was such a fucking great show, um, and it got to finish. And it, it was a show that only had thirteen episodes, so CW had no excuse. Like they were producing good shit, and then they just started. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. So, but Mark, uh, I, I, I will. I will say this: um, uh, the other detective in the show, uh, Goodwin, uh, mm-hmm. Malcolm Goodwin. Yeah, uh, he is in the jack reacher show on amazon so if you want to oh. see uh some of that old cast and other stuff i haven't seen what rose i think rose did like two christmas movies on netflix i don't know what else she's done but um 
I haven't even also seen the other guys either, but it was it was good. It was good. Well, I know Raul did a uh, did a freaking I think show on Netflix as well. So they went off and did some other stuff, but nothing crazy. He does a lot of stuff like on YouTube and gaming stuff, which is cool. So actually, there's some breaking news. And, oh, uh, Warner Brothers delays the Suicide Squad game after fan backlash. Really. Warner Bros. has again delayed a video game based on the Suicide Squad comic book franchise, pushing it from May uh, to later this year. Non-existent release date now, according to a person with direct knowledge of the matter. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, a multiplayer shooter game starring a group of comic book antiheroes, was originally planned for release of 2022 until it slipped into 2023 earlier this year. Uh, or early last year. Last fall, London-based developer Rocksteady Studios said it would be out May 26th. The release date is yet to be clear. Uh, it says here, a representative for Warner didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. The person with knowledge of the delay asked not to be named, discussing information that is not public. Suicide Squad was showcased during a PlayStation event in a February uh, in February, but received criticism from fans due to its service elements such as purchasable co- uh, cosmetics and a requirement to play online. Warner's first game of 2023, uh, blah, 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 just saying the Hogwarts Legacy controversy. But yeah, so uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Direct wow. backlash has caused it to be delayed again. But how do they fix that? I don't think you can. Like, I don't understand what you could do to fix that at all. Like, um, I, th- because it's so it's so embedded into the game. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think, like, if anything, they fix the you can play solo mm-hmm. without online, like, without needing to play online. I think that is fixable. Yeah. Everything else. I don't think it's fixable. Yeah, because you can't overhaul that that much later in this game. What they could do is I think they're going to go back to the drawing board and be like, all right, how do we make people happy? They're probably going to make the first like few battle passes free. It's probably what they'll do. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're not going to be like, all right, we're going to get fucked over by this. So let's like say we'll probably come up with something new. There's, I don't think they can make a whole new character and put them in there, right? Like You can't do any of that. Um. Wow, that's just fucking so random. Can't believe that, that just happened. Is wild. Um, some of the comments uh mm-hmm. on this. Good. Get rid of the battle pass garbage and always online, even single player. Uh, Rocksteady is actually listening. Okay, this is cool. Uh, gameplay looks fun and interesting. People were just upset about the battle pass. Uh, I I. I, I don't know how, what they do. Uh, I honestly, because some of the back, uh, some of the comments from the people that I know uh, said, this is what they should have done with the game. And then they did the gift from Batman versus Superman and has Superman saying uh, the bat is dead. Bury it. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's some people saying they, uh, they would have to make massive hole changes that just delay it a few months. Won't be enough time uh if not if not bury it just release it get it over with make what you can and move into a new project 
yeah, I would just release it. Like, there's no way you can save it at this point. Yeah. I don't know what else you can do. You're going to have those animators, like, or those game designers working, like, overtime. If they're not already, which they probably are. So... Yeah. Yeah, I, I think mean, I think they they loosen the blow by probably giving a few free items yeah. uh, that they weren't intending to. Uh, I think that's how you loosen the blow a little bit, but not by much. Yeah, I think all you can do from here to the end of the year is cosmetic stuff. So it'd be like, we're giving out like three free costumes for every character for you to go through the game. And maybe they take off the online thing, if that's what you said, They that's a must. Um, yeah, that's kind of crazy. I, I was not expecting that, of all things, to happen this year. Um, I thought that was already like solidified in, in stone. Anyways, moving on from that, ladies and gentlemen, that is everything we got. We got questions now, so... Moving over to some viewer questions. I don't even have them pulled up here. Um, so I have them pulled up on the YouTubes. Or do you want to do Discord do first? Because... Discord first. All uh, right. So you can go ahead and read the first one while I pull up. Um, we got uh, uh, John, uh, J-A-W-N. Is that how we decided to pronounce his, his name? Uh, said, uh, so we didn't... Uh, if you were kids in 2023 was the mm -hmm. clarification, but his question was, who would you dress up as if you were a kid? Sorry for being so lame. Uh, so basically who would like, cause you know, people play dress up all the time as kids. They, they pick their favorite hero or whatever for Halloween. So in today's age with the stuff that we watch, if we were kids, who would your number one choice for a Halloween costume still be? Um, right now, if I was growing up now, I don't know, man. Um, it's so weird. I feel like it would have to be something anime. Like, right was... now, I'm not even lying to you. I'm watching Demon Slayer to catch up right now. I would buy a Tanjiro outfit today and wear it. I, I was going to say, I think I would either have to choose um, Deku. Because uh, okay. I, I just think, well, for one, whenever I was a kid, um, I was Gohan like two or three years in a row. Mm -hmm. um, my And it was quite possibly one of the worst costumes ever to wear because my grandmother made it, but oh. she made it with like, like fleece type of like fabric. It wasn't like cloth. It was all fleece. So it was very itchy. Mm -hmm. um, it, but it looked like Gohan's blue and red. Uh, outfit from yeah. uh the cell games okay. and they you know hair the hairspray on my hair gold super saiyan i was like yeah this is freaking awesome man mm -hmm. um and in that same light i think i would choose deku uh um, in the cell so i hate to nitpick but in the cell games he had the piccolo outfit he in did you, you know yeah. what so so it was it was the like was the movie the, one when he no, the the boo the the majin boo oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, boo, so he boo, had boo. so he had he had the Piccolo-esque like undergarment with the yeah. so instead of purple it was blue, and then instead of the uh, the blue belt on the purple suit it was the mm -hmm. red belt, and he had the red armbands mm -hmm. and gotcha, uh, gotcha, all gotcha. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know we're being picky as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but in in the same light, I think you know 
just a little bit of green hair dye, some yeah. white gloves, a green jumpsuit. Like you got you got like classic Deku right there. I think it would be fun. Yeah, I think uh, Tanjiro is something that, like, I think the outfit, like, if you were to carry yourself, you could look really badass in that. It just depends. I wouldn't want it as pu- as puffy as it is in the show, like, around the mm-hmm. legs and stuff. But I think that's the traditional stuff, yeah. right? So that's probably why it looks that way. But I've seen some people cosplay as Tanjiro and, like, fucking, like, uh, it was just, I, I don't remember who the cosplayer was, but it was, like, this black cosplayer. But he had dreads for his hair and looked fucking dope with that outfit. I was like, God, that looks awesome. I think honestly, a lot of people put a lot of detail on this on the scar on yeah. his face, and people are fucking amazing when it comes to makeup, man. Yeah, um, I I love cosplayers, dude. Yeah, cosplay um, is amazing. Uh, but yeah, I think it would have to be something anime. I will say when I was younger, I did dress up as a Green Ranger. My mom paid somebody to make me an outfit. But I also think it was the same thing. It was that roughy felt type of outfit. And it was hot as fuck. Yeah. And so, but it, I looked awesome. I don't, I don't know if I have any photos of it, but my mom had uh, like custom made, which I think was fucking awesome of her. We we did the the store bought Power Ranger outfits, where okay. like the 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 helmet was actually just the mask with like the elastic string yeah. on the back. Yeah. Um. We we did those a whole lot. I I was the Blue Ranger. Um. When I was little. Uh. And then as I got older, just like got almost 10 years ago now um i was a uh for charity doing stuff as the red ranger and i had yeah. an actual like authentic one thousand dollar suit it was really fun yeah as i've gotten older i've cosplayed twice i think one was no i've cosplayed three times because i cosplayed as the 11th doctor um at so, yeah, yeah at comic-con i also cosplayed as gambit at comic-con with the whole group of uh you know other x-men which i thought was really cool uh group cosplays are really fun and then a uh at at the anime convention here i was shino from naruto because nobody dresses up as shino and i was like i had like bugs up my sleeve and stuff i think i'm getting the correct character's name correct i haven't seen naruto in a while but uh people were like what the fuck you cosplayed as him like what the hell and i got like photos i didn't take a photo of myself which i was pissed um because like at that time like i don't remember how long ago that was i don't know if phones were i mean i think phones were still decent at that time but it was a long time ago but i just remember not taking a photo of myself but uh because i was like oh maybe they'll pop up online fucking never did so i was like oh shit (laughs) um because i took a few and people were like oh let me put it on instagram instagram was so hot at the time so yeah uh but yeah but so yeah i've cosplayed a couple times but it's again it's been anime I think if I could do a really cool one today that's comic book related, I don't think I'd go Bat Family in anything, though, to be honest. I think the only cool one, which it's funny I shit on him the most, but Red Hood because he has a helmet. I I think, honestly, just because I'm a product of the 90s, mm-hmm. I would have to go 90 Superboy. Studded okay. belt, uh, freaking leg belt uh black leather jacket like i i yeah. think that's what i would have to I, that's what i like about red hoodie he has a jacket and like that's such yeah. an easy cosplay um to get a good like jacket and the chest plate and all that jazz and if you have a good helmet that puts that puts like it adds so much like the helmet is 50 percent of the costume so yeah. uh yeah i would do that but moving on to our wits uh what do you guys think uh wait what do you guys think would be the best way to prevent spoilers from being leaked obviously you could get rid of them all uh you can't obviously you could get rid of them 
right? I'm saying that you, it couldn't. You can't, it, should, it should say, yeah, couldn't could go it. to the mall. Okay. But lately, I feel like uh, it has gotten out of hand. Okay, guys, you got to make sure your sentences are real. I have dyslexia, so if you're putting out bad <laughs> sentence structure, you're fucking me over. Um, but, yeah, I think it has gotten out of hand. Um, I, I So, usually, me and Arwitz are in sync. Like, we, we, we usually agree on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think that it's only gotten out of hand for Marvel. Because... Really? Yeah, because what have we seen from DC recently that people have attempted to do anything with? James James Gunn is the key, man. He mm-hmm. has been able to call out all the bullshit. But I do think that Marvel has gotten out of hand. And I think the reason why it's gotten out of hand is, uh, for one, they have too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. for one uh that is their writer's room and everything else and the reason why that is is because they have become this monster of a universe and so they're having to work on freaking 15 16 projects at one time paper scripts freaking emails going everywhere it's gonna get out of hand and i think eventually we'll get to that point in the dc universe and Gunn himself has, has has said something's gonna get leaked eventually, yeah. but I'll let you know, you know, if something is is real or not. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that for for this right now, what we are seeing in the, in the scooper wars of everything—that's that's what a lot of people are calling them on Twitter—is they're only fighting over the Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. and right now. I think that with Marvel making the announcement that they're actually going to be pushing back projects, they're going to spread things out. They're going to slow things down. Uh, I think we're going to going. I think we're going to get less of it, but that's only because we're not going to get anything new for quite some time. We're yeah. still going to be talking about the same six to eight projects that are in development for like the rest of the year, basically. Yeah. I do think there's a little bit of uh, getting out of hand kind of stuff going on because if if I had control of stuff, here's the thing. If I had control, let's say I had control of DC. This is what I stopped doing. And this would be bad for the podcast. I would stop giving out review comics for one. If you're wanting to stop spoilers altogether, um, now granted, I'm talking about if we start, if you were to like have a big comic come out, right? Like let's say like the wedding for Tom King was about to happen, I wouldn't have given out review comics for that week. Or if some like big death's gonna happen, like you're not getting review comics. Anything important happening in comics, you got to go buy it at the store. I'm sorry. Well, I, I I will say this: there are companies like Image. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very big, popular comics. You have to request it after its release um well that would be fine like if it's a request after but i wouldn't give out stuff in advance um because we we've mentioned how we're a little entitled when we get our ours in advance but you don't even i would you have to eliminate the possibility of it even happening right so what's the equivalent of that for movies i don't allow screenings 
uh, not not with reporters, not with anybody like that. I just want fucking average Joe on the street to come watch the movie. If I'm going to do, if you need to do like a focus group, right? I get average Joe person to do it. And I, whoever's going to be running that focus group or whatever, I make sure to tell them, I was like, you need to vet everybody. I was like, I don't want anybody from said place or whatever. Now, granted, those places might try to start paying people to um give their opinions or what they saw on the movie or whatever but you know that is kind of what kind of sucks is you couldn't you can't prevent it 100 percent. it's like the way unless you stop filming in actual public places leaks are going to get out for movies because people are going to film that you we live in a digital age now where everybody has a camera on their phone most likely so they're going to film shit and they're going to be like, I saw this today and it's going to hit Twitter and that's going to blow up every, you know, everybody's going to make a video about it. Everybody's going to tweet it. Everybody's going to talk about it and they're going to have their theories. It's, it's, a, it's a thriving market, you know? Yeah. So I, cause I don't like, and one of the, I, I'm obviously anti scooper nowadays. Cause it's just, I'm tired of them doing the little like, Oh, let me put a GIF. And I used to do this. I admit it 100%. I used to do it myself. But since I used to do it, I understand like, oh, this kind of really sucks. And I don't like the idea of like people having that knowledge and then teasing it. And then sometimes outright just saying it like great. Yeah. Right. And I think that's like really fucked up. So how do you end that? You don't give out screeners. You don't you don't allow them to do that um, because I don't know. I feel like that's how a lot of this is getting out because what's happening is people do not know how to keep their mouth shut like they have to tell somebody right because it's all about oh yeah oh yeah so and so is a trusted source now and blah, blah blah nobody can just shut up like nobody knows how to do that everybody it's all about clout and so if like if your friend john gets all the dc stuff john's like yeah so i actually know who's gonna be batman like i just heard that from my dad like you know <laughs> it's it fucking sucks like it's like all right well you're just gonna keep telling them like hey well come on man you gotta let me know and then they're like, all right dude well he was in this movie but i'm not gonna tell you i'm not gonna tell you who it is but like he was in this movie so just you know i think it was it was fun back in the day yeah you know uh when that was limited information mm -hmm. right when it was very limited and you got to know this you're like oh shit yeah. this is this is pretty cool now with how readily available some of this information is and like freaking daniel rpk has a patreon for this stuff he's like oh yeah. you want to know what i want to know oh well just give me some money and you can be on the same page as i am yeah and it's just like do we really need to go that far yeah you know yeah now granted i do think there are some gaming journalists that deserve that recognition with the patreon but unfortunately, uh, there is this mindset of like, why would I pay you if I'm just going to get it for free a little later? And yeah. that's the mindset when it comes to like adult content and a bunch of other shit as well. It's just like, why would I pay for it? And it's like, well, because you're fucking, you know, if you want it in advance, you want it from a trustable source, you pay for it. So I understand that. But I'd be pissed if I'm paying RPK and he's dropping bad information. Like I'd be like, uh, refund. yeah, you know? like, like, especially because I, I genuinely think there are some podcasters that mm -hmm. pay through RPK. Yeah, and like to be like, oh, we heard this is happening, and we heard this is happening. Yeah, and then like they a few that weeks later, too. yeah, and then for like a few weeks later, like it's not happening. Like you just look like an idiot on your own show. Like yeah, that's that's not cool. 
Yeah, for sure. That's why we always try to go with sources, and that's why I have no problem calling out bad sources. Uh, it's that time to shine guy. Not my favorite. He lies about a lot of stuff. Um, or he he makes assumptions. She makes assumptions. I don't know. I don't, we don't know. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I don't know. Not not a big fan of scoopers nowadays. I'm definitely as as I get older, I don't like these kids out here telling all the secrets. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. But my thing would be to just cut it off at the source. Like, I think a lot of the leaks come from screeners, right? How many times have we heard, like, this is what I heard from the screener, um, multiple Batman other than Keaton in The Flash, or crazy after credit scene that leads to blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's, it's just too much. I think you cut it off. And the problem... I think what a lot of people are worried about is if you cut those off, you no longer have the ability to find out if the movie is good, right? Because then you're just watching a bunch of people in the audience being like, oh, it's good. Maybe you take that risk. Maybe you start Maybe you start figuring out what's a good movie. You know what makes a good story. You put the perfect team together to be like, hey, we're not going to be doing screenings. So if these movies flop, it's fucking on you. So like, you're fighting for your job here. Yeah, and like... Or you can go the complete opposite route and do like Marvel, which I don't think is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Marvel, uh, Kevin Feige gets literally his his friends and family okay. to, to, to watch the movie. That's it. He yeah. doesn't. They don't get screeners. Disney does not uh, screen the movie for anybody other mm-hmm. than friends and family. Uh, yeah. And you, would, get, yeah. you get feedback from them. And then boom. And like. I am against it because there was somebody that uh, used to write uh, Superman uh, a couple of years ago that I did not yeah. like uh, to write Superman. And they said, oh, I'm writing these books uh, specifically because of some of the stuff that my kids like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, I can understand the sentiment. But like, there's a lot more going on in the world of DC. Yeah, that you can't just be like, "Oh, this is for you," and I wrote it just for you. And it's just like, doesn't feel right, you know? Yeah, I think uh, it's different for a movie though. Like, yeah, because especially like, let's say it's Kevin Feige's just friends and family, then you'd be like, "Look, I'm not gonna be here. I've already seen this fucking film twenty times. Um, you gonna let my family watch the movie, and then you're gonna ask them what they thought." And I'm not going to yeah. be here. So they don't. So I think it takes the pressure off of like, oh, shit, dad's here. Like, we can't say, you know. Um, but I think if it's like, hey, Kevin said, y'all can shit on this movie if you want to. If you thought it was bad, let me know. Uh, and I yeah. think that's fair. Because uh, I know if I took my group of friends that I have a group chat with and I made a movie or whatever, they'd tell me the truth. <laughs> they they'd would like, roast you if it was bad. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think I think DC really needs to stop screeners um, because that's where a lot of leaks are coming from. Maybe I'll shoot that over to Gunn at one point and be like, hey, I was like, a lot of leaks seem to be coming from these screeners. Everything about stopping them. Um, and we'll see what he says. So, but for the most part, yeah, I don't know. You're never going to get rid of spoilers because people are too fucking needy for attention that they will always leak stuff, which is why governments probably kill people that do it. They're like, look, we can't stop it. But if you do it, you're dead. All right. Like, you know, and that's frowned upon in any other situation. So not going to happen uh anyways moving on to the youtube questions we got metallica uh what if they made a batman uh what if they made batman villain movies without batman in them just like sony spider-man uh we've done that 
we've we've kind of heard that they are working on that in the yeah. Reeves verse. Um, names such as Professor Fit, Professor Pig, Professor Clayface. Fig. He only throws yeah. out treats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Pig, Clayface, and I believe Scarecrow were some of the names that they threw out there. Um, of course, with it being an Elseworld, we don't have too much stake in the idea of like what we want out of a Batman universe. Yeah. Uh, but they can just be stories that people want to tell. Um, as long as uh, Jared Leto doesn't, you know, Morbin time all over these uh, uh, yeah. Batman universe movies, I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think they would be fine. But remember, too much of something can always be bad. So. Yes, like and and that was one of the things because we will admit when Joker first got announced and the idea of black label started to come out, we were mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you know they could implement more villains and things like that. Um, I think it's still a good idea, but just don't make it the villain verse, you know? Yeah, like come up with other stories as well, not just the villains. Uh, I I because I think that uh. Although they attempted to make it in a show, if you were to make a Pennyworth movie without telling us it was a Pennyworth movie, and then at the very end we finally realize it's a Pennyworth movie, but it's a yeah. badass movie, I think that would, would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, then, yeah, it's, it's basically Bond. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. But anyways, yeah, they're, they're possibly doing more. We'll find out. Uh, moving on to Eduardo de la Cruz. Holy YouTube comments, Batman. Who'd win? Bane versus Doomfist, Condiment King versus you, uh, Black Manta versus Black Panther. So you know who Doomfist is, right? Overwatch, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, I, video games versus comic characters are really hard. Doomfist just got a One Punch Man skin, so like, if that doesn't tell you, did like, he? Yeah. So I they, only they saw the um, they, what's the kid's name? Gyro, Gyro. The uh, from the one punch man, yeah, yeah, yeah. The robot. Uh, I saw yeah. that skin, that was it. Yeah, no, so their first collaboration uh is with One Punch Man and Doomfist got a one punch uh man uh aesthetic suit, huh? With nice. the cape and everything. That's badass. Uh yeah, I mean Doomfist, I mean he's able to fly in the air and just like crush the ground. <laughs> so I'd probably go and Doomfist, but I do think video game characters are way more overpowered than comic characters at times. I, I, yes, I mean, like, you're saying I, Superman would be different. I still remember the announcement video for Doomfist, um, yeah. the very anime like mm-hmm. video. And I was like, oh, my God, this character is going to be so freaking awesome. And yeah. then I hated playing him, but he I, he crushed me every single time I played. He just flies him. up in the air and smashes down. That's all he does. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'd go Doomfist there. Uh, we'll save the Condiment King one for the next one. Let's get the other one. We'll do that last, I should say. A Black Manta versus Black Panther. Um. Probably Black Panther probably black panther because it's it's odd because again black manta mm-hmm. is a character that has technology from a hidden city of atlantis where yeah. black panther also has technology from a hidden city called wakanda yeah. so i i think they kind of have uh the that kind of helping them both mm-hmm. but i think with Black Panther T'Challa having a little bit more of like the Wakandan training, yeah. and Black Panther doesn't really have the training of Atlantis mm-hmm. to to help 
with his home field advantage with the the equipment that he's using, I think T'Challa would win with Black Panther. Yeah, it's also I'm curious on does he have the energy suit where every time he gets hit it builds up and then it's just like a KO. Yeah, uh, I'd probably go Black Panther there. Condiment King versus you. So are we talking about each other? Like I'm assuming. <laughs> Look, this is the one thing I'll say. Out of all the fucking villains in the DC universe, Condiment King is the one I'm not running away from. All right. Yeah. If a guy comes into like, let's say I'm at a convenience store and this guy comes in with underwear outside his pants, a pickle beanie on and two things of mustard and ketchup. I'm just still going to be waiting in line and be like, what do you, bro? Okay. Can I just buy this candy real quick? Like, yeah, I'm not running from condiment King. You need to understand if Scarecrow comes running into a building, I'm thinking this guy's weird and then throws fear gas. I'm running for my life. Yeah, Condiment King comes in here, throws mayonnaise in my face. I'm gonna slap him. Like, yeah. like I'm, I'm not running away from this dude. <laughs> yeah, Condiment King does not I, does not strike any fear in me at all. Because again, I think Condiment King is the weird kid at school. Like, now, granted, kids nowadays might be scared of the weird kid. Like, I understand that in America, at least. You know, oh Jesus. Christ. So, yeah. um. I understand that fear, but I'm talking about like the weird kid that like I tried to talk to all the time. You know, he just made it hard for me to talk to him. It's like, bro, I'm trying to be your friend here, but you're making it so difficult. That's what reminds me of um, that. Or like Condiment King is like the uptight guy at your job who really needs to get laid. Cause I've worked with a few of those guys before too. <laughs> and um, you're just not fearful of them and they're just annoying. And I think that's what condiment King, because he'd come in there, you shoot mustard on your shirt and you're like, really, bro, I like this shirt. And then, you know, now I gotta go change. And then like, yeah, I think out of every superhero in or super villain in the DCU, I think I could beat condiment King's ass. So um, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I pick myself. It's probably the only one I would pick myself against too. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think anybody else I'm running from. Uh, any of the ladies can beat my ass all day, though. Just going to say that. So, all right. Going on to Clay. Juice, I agree with you that comics need more controversy. But which one would make fans rage the most? Batman Joker Kiss. I'm going to pick that one automatically. Uh, Batman pushes to ban guns in Gotham. Catwoman cheats and gets an abortion. An abortion one might be a close second. It, it might be a close second. Yeah. Um, I don't think Batman pushing a ban for guns would be that controversial. It would be controversial in America. Yeah. You like know? it it would be on Fox News for like yeah. a day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but then everybody would forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> this character known as Batman, who is supposed to be awesome, has trying to take away your second amendment. Like that, they would be fucking doing some bullshit like that. He's supposed to stand up for the downtrodden. But he's over here trying to take your guns, making you a criminal. Or they they spin it in some fucking way. But yeah, yeah I don't think uh, the ban on one would be that bad. I think there are too many people that read comics that also have an issue against gay people. Uh, and I think Joker and Batman kissing would be a bigger problem than Catwoman and abortion. Honestly, with the almost daily bombardment that tom taylor gets for yeah. john kent superman i 100 percent agree with you yeah uh there is just way too many people that are just anti-gay mm -hmm. uh anti-alphabet mafia mm -hmm. and 
they would completely just go crazy if Batman and Joker kissed. Yeah. Look, on this podcast, we've talked about how some comics are, they push that narrative. It's not for us, but that doesn't mean we don't support it. Doesn't mean that we don't have friends that are gay and stuff like that. Like, I'm here to be very progressive on a lot of that stuff. Don't agree with everything that goes on in that community. But for the most part, Batman Joker kissing, I'd be like, that's stupid. But it wouldn't be like, ah, fuck this book. Ah, fuck DC. Like, I wouldn't care. Like, it wouldn't bother me at all. It would, it would honestly. Like, cause there's, have you seen the weird controversy between like people wanting Eddie Brock and the Venom symbiote to be in a actual relationship? Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's like a certain part of that fandom, like was actually going after Donnie Cates and Mm -hmm. was like, you just need to have them in a relationship already. You're anti-gay if you don't make them uh, yeah. in a relationship. Like that stuff is kind of toxic, and that's not cool. Yeah. Um, but like in the instance of like, okay, why are Batman and Joker kissing? Like, yeah. like is it an alternate universe where they are gay? Like, like I, I, I want to know the meaning behind it. Yeah. And then judge it as if it's stupid or if it was just something to make them to kiss, you know? Yeah, because you could do like a Romeo Juliet gay story between them, you know, yeah. they're on the wrong sides, whatever. Uh, it would have to be damn good for me to be like, damn, that was fucking dope. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, the Catwoman cheats. You know what, man? That wouldn't even be a problem because people would be for the abortion. So she could be like, oh, yeah, fuck that. It's not Batman. So fuck it. She should get an abortion. Like, guys, I was there when Juice read the Ed Brubaker run of Catwoman. And the moment he found out that she was with another man and was going to have a baby with another man, Juice was so upset yeah that run fucking sucked <laughs> after that that run is great up until that book because fuck that he's a nobody he's a jabroni he's just some like two-bit criminal guy like what the fuck like so, so if this happened i think for juice more controversy over the fact that she cheated not not the fact of the abortion abortion? because because i respect women's right to choose okay (laughs) but cheating is unforgivable unforgivable i'm sorry as someone who has been cheated on before fuck anybody that cheats it's downright terrible because look an abortion that is a woman's right to choose she can do whatever the fuck she wants with her own body but if you're in a relationship and you cheat you are causing pain to somebody else. And I don't agree with anybody. Whatever your beliefs are, whatever your decisions are in life, that's cool. They should never affect somebody else. That's that's what it comes down to to me. So 100%. Uh, yeah, I would make a bigger stink about cheating for sure. But if I was going with society, Batman, versus jo- uh, Batman and Joker kissing would be all over mainstream news. Like it would be huge. It would be totally blown out of proportion. And then... Here's the thing that I don't like is like Clay was saying how you have those people that go over the edge. There's a big controversy on Twitter this week about April O'Neil being black. Uh, like, yes. That's been kind of annoying me because I was actually I at first I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know she was originally black. Then I actually did some research. Turns out she wasn't. And what the photo everybody's using is that apparently, because they say, like, look, this is the issue one. It's not issue one. It's not issues one cover. It makes it look like she has a perm. She's they they like whited her face out, but they're like, no, look, she had a perm. You could it's like you can't have this hair if you're white, is kind of the argument. 
But in the actual comic books, it says that April O'Neil got a uh, makeover and she got a perm in the fucking book. And like in the in the first few issues as well, she has a friend that's also a reporter that is clearly black and she's not. And so, like, I did the research, and I was like, oh, she's actually not black. But everybody's running with that narrative, even comic book creators. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, do the research. So um, I posted that article in the thing because, like, look, I don't care that April O'Neil is black or not. I'm not going to lie. I do love the original redhead, April O'Neil. But I'm not like, oh, fuck this movie because they changed her ethnicity. I'm never like that. But for the most part... I don't like when the people doesn't matter what side you're on pedal misinformation. So uh, that's a big thing too. So like if the Batman Joker thing were to happen, I guarantee you people would go all the way back to when Batman and Robin were like rumored to be in a relationship and they would use that as a way to promote. So I'm also looking here that in Eastman's notes, Mm -hmm. uh, April was originally created as an Asian character. Yeah. But named after an African-American woman that he once knew. Yeah. So So, they've been misconstruing that. They've been saying that the character was created after an African-American woman he knew. They're leaving out the name part. And it's like the whole controversy with Dave Bautista this week where somebody Uh, took fandom wire took like basically made Dave Patista say that he was like, fuck DC essentially, or I don't yeah. fucking need them when that wasn't even the actual quote. You guys have heard me talk about this online before. I think it was also Daniel RPK that promoted um, Jason Momoa or so, or no, it might've been Dave Batista as well saying that like, Oh yeah, they're rebooting everything or whatever. And they took the whole quote out of context because it was mistranslated. And I'm like, fucking do your research, man. So I don't care what side of the fucking field you want to play on when it comes to these culture wars. As long as you're telling the fucking truth is all I care about. Um, so I don't like that that whole thing that was going on with the Ninja Turtles thing because they were making it be, they were making it fit the narrative, you know? And yeah. I don't like that. So I just wanted to clear that up for anybody that was uh, looking into that because they're wrong. I think it was Mark Brooks, Mel Brooks, that artist that's really awesome, uh, was promoting that. I was like, come on, bro um but anyways moving on anthony uh says who would win deathstroke versus winter soldier bane and killer croc versus uh juggernaut and lizard i'm going bane killer croc on that one. i'm gonna go bane killer croc i think they are a little bit more deadlier yeah uh, than lizard at least i think juggernaut will be a pretty uh, sorry, I knocked my mic there. Um, I think that Juggernaut would be a little bit more of a uh, obstacle, yeah, for yeah. them. But you need to understand that Bane, Killer Croc, and Juggernaut are all the same size, and Lizard is the odd one out. Yeah. Like Lizard would literally just be thrown across the room. Like, oh, you're Killer you're... Croc would probably eat him, <laughs> and they would just go after Juggernaut. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. I would go Bane Killer Croc there. Deathstroke versus Winter Soldier. I mean, I feel like the Deathstroke debate always comes down to he has the regeneration thing, you know? Yes. Uh, the the Super Soldier uh aspect of it all, though. Uh, I think they're on equal footing. Isn't this uh, a Captain America debate we had last week? Yeah, this is essentially just the Captain yeah. America. So, so here's the thing. This is the Captain America fight without the morals because Winter oh, okay. Soldier 
does not have the morality of a Captain America. So he will be going for the death blows. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Hmm. Uh, is Captain America a no-kill character now? So not necessarily, okay. but Captain America is still the type of individual that will give the bad guy a chance that will say, hey, surrender. We can, you know, do what we can to rehabilitate, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Like they still have the hero spiel. Yeah. But if ultimately, like, if a decision needs to be made, we have seen Marvel heroes uh, kill for the most part. I think yeah. a lot of the street level heroes have a strict, like, no kill rule. Okay. Yeah. Um, if I, I think I said Deathstroke last week, so I'm going to stick with Deathstroke because I feel they're the same. So, um, you know, I feel this like it's one, just a slightly different. This one, I am going to go Deathstroke because the, the thing with me last week was Captain America's shield is what is going to give him the range mm-hmm. and possibly able to incapacitate Deathstroke. Winter Soldier doesn't have the the range. Uh, he has just the guns that Deathstroke has. Um, yeah. So it's it's. I think this is going to be a pretty fair fight. But with like I like we said, the aspect of the uh, the regeneration aspect, uh, Deathstroke takes this one. Okay. Yeah. Fair argument. Fair argument. Uh, Alexis Barrera. Um, what WWE wrestler looks slash acts most like a Batman villain? I'd say uh, Macho Man or Bray Wyatt. Um, I mean, other than the obvious Kane and Undertaker. Yeah. Um, this, I think, um, oh, shoot. What is his name? I immediately thought of him. Um, the one that had the, like, uh, the beef between, uh, uh, him and freaking Arrow, uh, Arrow. Stephen Amell. Uh, CM Punk? No, it wasn't CM Oh, Punk. Stardust. Yeah. You know, he's back in WWE. He goes by Cody Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, that's he's what it is. Cody guy. Rhodes. That's yeah. that's who I thought. That's I was so thinking Stardust, of his actual huh? name. Yeah, yeah, Stardust. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see that. Stardust could definitely be a Batman villain for sure. Although Cody Rhodes hates Stardust. Um trying to think of anybody right now yeah bray wyatt could be a villain definitely mm, i'm trying to like go way back like there was like papa shango who was like a, a freaking i think he did uh voodoo and stuff kind of character like that yeah. um but there would also be like like big boss man could be a batman villain because he's just like a bad oh cop, yeah you know yeah. so like yeah i think something like that i think he, he, it definitely goes down to the older wrestlers, but I don't know about today's WWE because um, there's not a lot. Um, Logan Paul, because he's an asshole. Batman fights a lot of assholes. So I'd probably go with that. But uh, yeah, moving on. Jason Todd, what Batman moment made you cry slash tear up? Mine personally was Tom King's Batman annual number one. Have I cried during a Batman book? I was wondering the same thing. The one that actually like gave me feels or whatever. Um, hmm. I don't know if I've ever cried reading a Batman book. I've cried watching anime. I cried during fucking Bunny Girl Senpai. 100%. Um, hmm. I, I Actually, you know what? One that kind of like made me feel like emotions was, I think it was annual number three written by Tom Taylor. That was the, oh, Alfred, the Alfred story. The, fa- the that Father's was a really Day. good story. 
I don't know if a book, if a comic book has ever gotten me close to tears, but Tom King's relationship between Batcat got me really excited. So, like, I was really happy during, like, when Clay Man's Beach issues came out, when they were on the beach, 78 and 79, I think that's what they are, uh, when they were, like, getting back together. I really love those issues. Um, but I don't think I've ever cried during a Batman book. Now, uh, Batman. Juice was actually a witness to this. Not a Batman moment, but uh, uh, Scott Snyder's and uh, Jorge Jimenez's... Yeah. Uh, uh superman punch uh yeah got me to tears i think it was uh our co-worker lorraine was like are you crying i was like this is fucking amazing <laughs> I, I miss lorraine dude lorraine was so fucking cool like i should touch base it's been so long though i haven't talked to her but she was i love talking to her she was fucking cool um but yeah anyways so yeah i don't know if i've cried during a book to be honest um i've just been like books may be like fuck yeah this is awesome that's pretty much the main emotion i've gotten or hatred pure hatred um zadarsky so like that'll be a thing but uh moving on nathan uh says which of these would you rather get tim seeley's batman run scott snyder's catwoman run or tom king nightwing run they will run for eight volumes so eight volumes is roughly anywhere from 45 to 50 issues. Uh, so if I had to get 50 issues of these or of one of these, um, we've kind of already gotten the Nightwing one. Um, it's called yeah. Grayson. Yeah. Um, so I automatically threw that one out as, as much as I would appreciate more Tom King Nightwing. Um, I threw it out because we've technically already gotten it. Um I think we've also technically got Sealy Batman, but I think I would hate Snyder on Catwoman. Yeah, Snyder has sucked since he got off of the Batman run. Justice League was okay, but then just went into pure shit after a while. Now, I want to go ahead and mention this uh, because I did not know this. Uh, Anybody with Amazon Prime can read his comiXology originals for free oh really yes um did not know that um so i would like to because i think him he is another one of those writers that like yeah it's cool to write like big ip stuff but Mm -hmm. like of course writing original stuff is where their passion is yeah so i would like to jump back to see like what all of his comiXology originals yeah uh, are really good to see if he still has it or if he's kind of just like jumped off a little bit. I read the first issue or two of American Wasteland, which was, I think is what it's called, um, which was interesting, but the drawing and everything's felt like metal. And I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, but the story itself seemed good, but yeah, I would go Tim Seeley Batman run to be honest. Yeah. Because the only Batman he's done was those wedding issues that I remember. I don't think he's done Batman by himself. I so. don't think he has, but I'd go Tim Seeley. Uh, I think he's a great writer. I think he's underrated to be, to be honest. So I'd go with him. Uh, and the last question we got is from Moncray. Uh, which Alfred return fake out would have been most interesting. Alfred returns for a few issues, but turns out to be hush in disguise to hurt Bruce. A talent hunting Bruce turns out to be a mind controlled Alfred. Who's who's then frozen and reburied. Alfred turns out to be an illusion created by Mad Hatter who wants to be taken seriously. 
Hush is probably the crazier one. But then again, he's kind of known for that. I don't like the Talon one. I think that'd be kind of lame. Um, but Mad Hatter Illusion, it's he doesn't really fuck with illusions though. So that's I mean, kind of weird. It, it would still be in the same wheelhouse of like Wonderland and all of the weirdness. Yeah, I guess. But so. this is technically kind of what happened with Niza. Yeah, like, like it's it it's kind of goes hand in hand because it wasn't Alfred, but it was Alfred. It was very very odd. Um, I think out of all of this, uh, I think if yeah. they if they pulled it off correctly, I think the hush one with Alfred yeah. would work best. I don't really like saying ideas, but this just came into my head and it's something I want to see. Claiming it right now, anybody writers out there that work for DC trying to steal my content. Um Hush, the one thing people don't ever talk about when it comes to Hush, because obviously he's a master uh, surgeon. He can turn himself into anybody. I wish somebody would actually show how he changes his body. Because if you were to disguise yourself as Alfred, you would need to get thinner. Yeah. And like he would have to probably practice the voice and stuff. Like Hush, one bad day, talking about how he does that would be phenomenal. He would basically be turning himself into Christian Bale and his acting career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that would be kind of cool. Um, so yeah, uh, let me write it, DC. Any of the writers, you're stealing my idea, calling it right now, issue or episode 182, Batman We News Weekly Podcast. Uh, but yeah, I would go with the hush as well. But that is all we got for questions, ladies and gentlemen. We're moving on to our only book of the week because we no longer cover the two Joker books that are out there. But if you are a fan of those two Joker books, which are du Deadly Duo and The Man Who Stopped Laughing, uh, yes. they came out this week. So definitely go uh, read those. But unfortunately, the only book we have this week is Batman 133, I think is the title, um, which is from Chip Zdarsky. Yes. Also, real quick, I do want to clarify. Uh, uh -huh. You said that we haven't had like Tim Seeley solely on Batman. And it's technically true. But his writer's credit does uh, have Batman Eternal, uh, Volume oh, okay. 1, 2, and 3. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight, Volume uh, 3 as well. And he has done uh, Batman Night of the Monster Men, uh, The Preludes to the Wedding, and he has been in an urban legend story. So he has had small solo stories, mm. but never a solo run. And if that's the case, um, I think I think giving him a try on Batman would be OK, but give him an arc. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, cool, cool, cool. I want to see more Sealy, but I don't want to see more of Zdarsky because holy shit, Clay, I think Zdarsky was like, oh, fuck, I'm running late on this issue and I just need to churn something out because I cannot believe we got every classic Batman quote in this fucking book. He overused it. We got, I am vengeance. I'm Batman. I am uh, justice. I'm justice. And yeah. I am Gotham. Yeah. Crazy. I Like, I was like, nobody talks like that. So... 
I do have a problem with that. I think that is like it 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 genuinely feels like he is like he has a checklist of things that he mm-hmm. needs to put in his Batman run. Yeah. And like, oh, you know, my run is coming to an end. Gotta check these boxes pretty quickly. Um, which I don't think it is, by the way, guys. Like, I'm just making a joke here, but it does feel like that. Yeah. But one thing that I do not like uh in this particular issue is the idea of oh i have to re-evolutionize batman yeah well the only way to re-evolutionize batman is to go back to the basics and he does it in such a way that is unnecessary Mm -hmm. bringing him to this new earth that we still have no number on uh, that's the multiverse. We usually have a number for these Earths. Still have no idea what that is. Uh, we have, you know, the going back to he is not Batman. He is a Batman. Yeah. The classic hyphen uh, in the original Batman. Like he is he's wanting to say, hey, look, look at me. Look, look what I'm doing, guys. Yeah. Look how look, I'm bringing it all back. I'm going classic Batman. Mm. Isn't this cool? And it like I'm not going to be the asshole. It's like it's not deserved. But yeah. it's just uninteresting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want so one thing I uh, we're this review is going to be all over the place. I'm pretty sure we're just going to pick apart parts of the story. Uh we learned that the Bruce Wayne that died on this in this Gotham was not, it's their not Bruce the original Wayne. yeah it's not their original bruce wayne either yes yeah, a multiverse bruce wayne yeah so another bruce wayne from another planet so i don't know what's going on there is this just is this the city where bruce wayne died as a child you know like or maybe that wouldn't even be a thing because i think the whole city would know that right so yeah um yeah i don't know what's going on here this is just a gotham without a bruce wayne which okay let it be that <laughs> fuck it like you know I, my thing, and I've said this a million times on this podcast, why is it when Batman starts over, it always has to be the same cast of characters? Like, why is his universe revolve around all these villains, too? Like, I don't understand why it can't just be a whole new crop. Like, this story, packed with what Tinian was trying to do, creating all these randos, would have probably been better. Because we've been like getting all yeah. of these new villains like in this new planet. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. But no, we're getting like, oh yeah, we're in this new Gotham. And yep, here's a Riddler. Here's a Bane. Here's a freaking Two-Face. Here's a like, oh, and the only normal looking one is Catwoman when everybody else is like roided out. Like, come on. Like, you might as well just give us a roided out Catwoman. And we have uh, who I am, I, I think I'm going to call it now, either a evil Barry Allen yeah. or it is Ivar Thawne. Yeah. Yeah. So red mask, uh, we found out has speed force powers cause he beats the shit out of, uh, Selena, Selena. here. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Bruce then goes, by the way, the, the comic book design or the, the design on this bat suit. I fucking hate that. It's not white eyes. It's horrendous. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, I think they wanted to be like, oh, everybody liked Pattinson's Batman, so let's go ahead and do this. No, uh, no wide eyes, short cowl, and he makes it 
out of i guess fucking scraps the cow looks horrendous it has freaking studs all over it it looks metal like it it just doesn't look good i don't like the the lack of wide eyes either Mm -hmm. and it and again it's the idea of being able to see the emotion in the character's eyes it's a freaking comic book yeah you were able to animate the white eyes in every other issue of batman yeah. Oh, we need to see his eyes in, in, in these issues. Why? Yeah, I don't understand it. I also don't like when uh, superheroes kind of just show up with a new outfit. I kind of like to see how they made it, if possible. Like, yeah. I, I know a lot of people didn't like, uh, like Batgirl's Burnside run, but they showed her create the suit, like how she did it or whatever. Yeah. Um, I kind of like those kind of things because he's on a new planet. He doesn't have all his shit. How did he get this suit so fast? You know? So, um, yeah, that, I don't know what it is. Then we have this moment where this also kind of doesn't make sense now that I think about it. We sue, we uh, we have Batman digging up his own grave, digging up the Bruce Wayne that died on this planet. Alfred shows up with a shotgun. He's like, who are you? And he was like, you know who I am. I'm Bruce Wayne and yada, yada, yada. There's this conversation that doesn't fucking matter. Uh, Alfred just lets this Batman, because I this place has never had a Batman. So he just thinks he sees Bruce Wayne's face, so he's going to let Bruce Wayne do whatever he wants. Uh, so he lets his Batman go and just take the dead body of his Bruce Wayne to go run some tests or whatever. And this is when Bruce finds out that, you know, there this is a different Bruce Wayne. How does he have ties to Alfred? Is Alfred from another planet? Yeah, it. Chip Zdarsky is really going to have to jump some hoops here. Yeah. Um, because... In my mind, like the way like Gotham needs the wings. Like if yeah. you're gonna have a Gotham, regardless of whatever Earth, mm-hmm. it kind of needs the wings. If you're saying because this this other th- these characters in this world they know the Bruce Wayne name. Yeah. So Bruce Wayne does exist. It's just neither of these two. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, I have no idea. Is is he going to attempt to like write this other Bruce Wayne in like a different story or like what what like how is this going to like end? When when is this arc going to end? That's the other thing. I feel like he's I feel like Chip is solely writing for volumes. Like that is what it feels like. Like this isn't going to be a 3 issue arc. It's going to be a 6 issue arc. So what this was issue six months, Jesus. yeah, yeah, on this other Earth, uh, because he's also writing the Tim Drake story in the back, which is yeah. better than the main story. Which is I was gonna say, um, like I, some real tit, quick tidbits. Um, he fights uh, uh, Judge Dent again yeah. here. Um, I I think I would have liked this fight if he was in a better fucking bat suit. Because yeah. that silly ass grin, seeing his eyes looked so stupid. Yeah. But if I were to imagine Batman, the animated series Batman here, I think it would have been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but because of the suit that he's wearing, it just does. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And then, of course, Selena shows up and she's like, hey, like yada, yada, yada. And then he's like, this is not my Selena, but it's still Selena. And they end up going. She's like, I'm trying to take out this guy. 
like help me out blah blah, blah. and then, then we find out that there's the bat cave essentially under arkham so yeah they they don't call it uh because she's like the asylum that's yeah. that's never been what it's called it's always been called the arkham caves yeah so um yeah that's where they're at so we just i guess assume we just found the next bat cave but anyways i don't know what the fuck zadarsky is doing it's weird that his backstory is better than the main story um i've never been the biggest tim drake fan but i'm rather read this story over actually his actually solo book that he's got going on and um this batman book we got going on so we have toy master right this is his name toy maker toy master toy maker uh this is a superman villain right it, it, it he is normally a superman villain yes. okay so this reminds me of the walking dead a little bit because tim drake found a bunch of people in a barn uh for those of you that have not watched the walking dead or read the walking dead there is a moment where there's a bunch of walkers in a barn uh and i just kind of got the same vibe these guys just weren't dead but i like that this story is just all about like jumping through time which i think is really cool because toy man thought he died we know that we found this last time and then he's in this new parallel universe where he's been kidnapping people which is when you think about it kind of fucking genius for a villain like if you're trying to run experiments or make toys out of people like oh yeah let me just fake my own death but really be sending people to another universe you know because like all what are the superheroes gonna do a majority of them would be like they're lost to time like oh he killed them he vaporized them but it, then you find out it's like, oh, they jumped to another time and they've been in struggle. Like, that's fucking genius. Like, it's a good villain right there. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, we have Drake going around fighting a bunch of people, and then he finds a toy toy man. So it's it's almost like Toy Man was creating like these other of course, like all the robots are his creations. Yeah. Uh to keep these uh prisoners safely with him um mm. and it looks like he may have gotten a little out of hand with this one because it looks and or seems kind of realistic which this this is the part of the issue that or the small story in the backup that i don't really understand like tim drake takes it as far as like oh i'm not allowed to kill this robot i'm not even allowed to kill it either i'm not gonna break like that's a little out of hand i'm like it's a freaking robot just crush it you're good to go yeah but he he says uh but when i look uh bruce in the eye again i want him to know that i never faltered Mm -hmm. like as if to say i don't want to kill this robot because i have a no kill rule yeah bruce would have been like i would have killed the robot (laughs) like (laughs) you know like i don't understand that i do like the way they jump through time though i thought that was kind of cool where he had a button yeah the 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 because everybody like he he is basically the conduit he gave all these other people like these uh tokens teleportation, or, yeah, teleportation type things and when he travels it connects them all i thought the visual was really really cool yeah and he he ends up right back where uh, mr terrific was and the more and more i look at this panel because i did see it uh, in its black and white like sketch form mm-hmm. online before the release of this issue, um, he looks like Nightwing. Yeah, yeah. With well, the it's green of his cowl. mask. Look at his well, mask. Yeah, his green mask, not cow. Yeah, um, yeah. Very, very Nightwing here. Again, I say this is the kind of Tim Drake you need to put in his solo book. Good yes. art, 
he's a badass. And it was, I mean, they didn't do it in this last wing, but they even had the relationship in the last, uh, his boyfriend in the last issue. Like, yeah. I think you're doing a disservice when you're trying to like write these new characters with new love interests and stuff by giving them not great artists, you know? Not saying that other artist isn't great, but I'm just saying he's more of a Halloween type, spooky type kind of character. He, he, he has the style with a specific genre. Yes. Yes. And with the type of slice of life slash mystery slash action, it just doesn't fit Riley Rosmo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. He's more of a, like a one shot person in my opinion. Like you give him a one shot and let him do that. Not a series in my opinion, yeah. but I mean, some, I mean, unless you're doing like a spooky kind of stuff, like de- do a dead man series with him. It's fine. Works great. But uh, yeah, that's essentially it. Uh, I Sadarsky's just boring on Batman, man. And it sucks that we don't even have detective to look forward to. Like, I was so excited for Ram V, and he's, like, been such a disappointment. And, Bat- I mean, we don't even have Bat-Cat anymore. It's like, nope. when was the last Bat- good Batman book we read? Uh... Like, well, I mean, you didn't even like Killing Time that much, so, like, that was a while ago. It was a while ago, man. Uh, it's It's been... Gosh, has it been since Three Jokers? Damn. I was, I mean, like critically acclaimed that we liked. I mean, I, I, I thought you liked some Batcat stuff. I mean, that was before Three Jokers. Yes, I, I, I did enjoy some Batcat stuff, but I, I mean, like, was there a story that for ninety five percent of it, we're like, we're for this, you know? Yeah, yeah, probably Killing Joke for sure. Well, I, mean, I was like that for Batcat, but like, yeah, I don't know. Since then, I don't know. I also did. I mean, I just like Tom King stuff, but Williamson story had a good two first issues yeah and then it went downhill from there we're like oh yeah we want more of this and then we didn't get more of that (laughs) no we got i don't know what he was thinking there it's it sucks man i i don't think we get what brave and the bold until may it's not march it's not this month it's gotta be Uh, may it's either may or june i think it's summer yeah Yeah. so that sucks man i just want to read some good batman that'll be only that'll june will be the ending of this arc if yeah. we're if we're thinking he's writing volume wise six issues per, uh, God, that's gonna suck. Like I just want to read some good Batman, and I guess there's not really anything else going on because all even all the the what are the um just random Elseworld stories are not great either. Killing mm-hmm. the three Jokers, all or not three Jokers, the Man Who Laughs, all that jazz. It just sucks, man. I feel like I we have not read good Batman in a really long time, but. It is what it is. Uh, if you guys let us know, are you liking Zadarsky's run? Because we're not. So I would be curious if if you like it, why do you like it? Uh, is what I would want to know. Leave your comments uh, in the comment section. By the way, going back to the Spotify stuff, apparently you can ask questions and stuff and whatnot. So we might maybe ask questions on Spotify. I just don't know how it works. So like I said, over the next month or so, we're going to be testing a lot of stuff out with Spotify. Granted, if you don't use Spotify, you might not be able to get those features. Uh, Because I don't think Apple or anybody else does them. But just FYI for Spotify users, um, there might be extra things because of all the changes they're making in the background. So just something to look forward to. But uh, that is it. Clay, what do you got going on this week, man? Uh, This week, uh, I have, of course, over at Star Wars Alliance, 
we did review the second episode of season three of Mandalorian, as well as the 12th episode of season two of The Bad Batch. So go check that out. Um, the next week from the time you were listening to this on Monday, uh, there will be a new episode of Ranger Alliance. Uh, me and my co-host are going to be talking a lot about the comic books. Uh, no new news as far as like the newer stuff coming out this year. Uh, but just, you know, some good reviews. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that is it for me. Nice. I am hard at work on the new channel, actually editing one of the main videos right now. And while editing it, I realized a big problem I'm going to have to try to fix. So that is going to be interesting. But for the most part, uh, yeah, uh, I was talking about this on the live streams recently as well. I might start doing one live stream a week instead of two and just trying to make that one live stream way better and possibly longer as well. So uh, definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel or the Twitch if you guys want to come and chat with me. Because uh, I'm going to try to start doing four-hour streams, if possible, on one day. But that is going to be it for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman.